as the crow flies on the Vance Crow Podcast. Joel Sigmund, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So you are uh, a trusted um, contractor for me, somebody that actually did a fair amount of work in my house putting in a geothermal well drilling system. And I am running a podcast right now focused on the various perspectives about coronavirus. How is it impacting individuals and industries? And I thought of interviewing you because you're in a unique position in that you and your guys are having to go into people's houses right now and help them with their heating and cooling, something that can't be waited on. And yet people are afraid of having uh, strangers in their house right now. So I wanted to call up and find out what's the world look like from your point of view. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because we've never run across this before. Always had times where you couldn't get into somebody's house, but not in a situation where their fear was you were going to bring in um, a virus. I haven't been, I haven't, you know, been there yet. Uh, so going through this, the first thing that, that we hadn't, usually this time of year, we would be really busy starting maintenance and that hasn't happened. We have, because one, you know, that can be a question mark of essential or non-essential, but also some people just simply don't want you in your house. And we have a lot of older clients too. And, and even from our perspective, we're trying to look at it and we, we understand that they may not want us in our, in their house right now, especially when we have no way to test our people. They, they all may be just fine, but it's still that fear that's been put in everybody's mind from the news media that, that this is just so substantial. You know, now you're looking, people are looking like everybody next to them might have this. So maybe I better be careful about who comes into my house. Um, a few things that we've done is we've given our guys mask and gloves. So if they do have to be in somebody's house and they are particular, they have that there with them that they can go ahead and put on a mask, put on gloves to make the homeowner feel much more comfortable about them having to be in their house that that's something that you know, before if we carried a mask it was for dust purposes it wasn't for actually going in somebody's house so a little bit of change of pace here and how about your guys are they worried about this is this something they're just walking past i mean a lot of them have to have kids sitting at home with a spouse um taking care of them while they're heading into the into the office every day well heading into strangers houses themselves right i haven't gotten a lot of feedback from our guys that they're worried about it uh we have a lot of younger guys that work for us and they probably like a lot of younger people we know the virus is there we know it's out there we know people are affected by it but we don't they're not looking at it you know they're, they're not letting everything get to them in a sense that they feel um overly concerned about taking something back to their family because most of our situations when somebody goes into a house, they may talk to them for a few minutes of what their problem might be. They may go down to the basement. They may go outside. So their interaction time is very little. So that's helpful because then people don't feel, and even the guys aren't going to feel the same way because the, the interaction time's short. So I haven't got a lot of fear from the guys um, or worry they're just going out trying to do their job and take care of people and do it in the best manner they can. And then they want to take the precautions that make people feel comfortable when they do go in their house. And and maybe those precautions, you, you, for our guys, it's the hope that the people that are there tell us, 
hey, I've been sick or, you know, I can't come near you. I'm going to stay in my room if there is an issue. Because whether they have that or something else, we hope that common courtesy is there all the time. But I think now it's just becoming more visible that people take that common courtesy if they don't feel well to stay away from you. Yeah, it would never have even really dawned on me. If I had a cold in the past and I had somebody coming by to do some work, I'd have been, I mean, I probably wouldn't have shaken their hand, but I would have just been like, hey, come on in. And I probably wouldn't have mentioned it. But right. but now there's going to be a whole new social norm around uh, around letting people know that kind of stuff, I think. There is. I, my, my view was always if it is interesting when they started going, hey, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Different things that I always thought were common courtesy to start with, an expectation I would have if any of the people that worked on our team went into somebody's house, I would hope that they would take that common courtesy. If, if you've got a cough or sneeze, sneeze in your arm, don't sneeze in your hand. You would hope that would be common courtesy all the time. It's unfortunate that now we have to tell people about it. To you know, If you go to the bathroom, wash your hands. They put some statistics out there that I thought were um, – it's crazy. Forty percent of the people wash their hands coming out of the bathroom. I'm like, wait a second. I go in the bathroom just to wash my hands. Sometimes I don't even have to use the restroom. So, you know, people can use that common courtesy. Hopefully, this will be the jump start that people use common courtesy, like you said, all the time. You know, hey, I can't shake your hand. I've been sick. So, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm being rude. So, I've been talking with a lot of guys that are in the ag industry, that, and they're mm-hmm. saying. Hey, I don't have a choice. I got to get out there. I got to plant. I got animals I got to feed. And I think the same thing has got to be true of your line of work. I mean, maybe right now in St. Louis, in the St. Louis metro area, you can get away without having heating and cooling. But you got another couple weeks, another month, two months. It's going to be maybe not unbearable, but deeply unpleasant and probably unbearable for some folks. Right. What, What is it like having some people, you know, a huge percentage of the population being told shelter in place? While you guys are going out and working, is there is there bitterness there? Or is it just like, hey, we have a chance to work? How do you feel about this? Um, I, I, you know, I don't think there's any bitterness to anybody. Everybody's situation is so different. There, there's also a lot of people I've heard from different guys, different trades. Some of their guys that work, uh, an electrician had told me some of their guys wanted to stay home. They didn't want to go out in the general public and work. So you have – even within each company, you're going to have both sides where certain people want to work and certain don't. The biggest thing I look at, and I think the toughest thing that, that we're dealing with is, isn't what other people will look at and say, because you look at people that work in grocery stores that have to be there. They're more in a susceptible position than we are. We're not around that many people. We could have a guy that goes, uh, if he had service calls in a day, depending on what they are, he may only make four or five calls. So we're not around a lot of people. Each serviceman may not be around a lot of people in one day compared to other industries that have to work. And we are essential. Uh, if you look at anything, e- even the restaurants right now, if people can't come in but they're still doing takeout and their freezer goes down, the people in our industry have to be there to get that freezer going. We can't stop. Our warehouses have to be open, our supply houses. So that chain of people, there's still quite a few people out there working within that industry. The biggest thing that we're going to see a drop-off in is the normal maintenance. The, the normal maintenance keeps a lot of companies going this time of year. Now, that becomes the question mark, is that essential or not essential? 
that's a tough one because if I don't change your filter, if we normally come out and take care of your filter, but we don't come out and change it and you go another month. Well, now if that filter gets too dirty, your unit might shut down. Now you got to have us come out anyway for a service call, but it's costing you more money because now it's a service call. Of course, in our industry, we may not do that to you going, we understand what was going on. We're going to, we're going to take care of it like a normal maintenance this time, not a service call based on the circumstances. But um, I'm not seeing anything from anybody out that I've heard of that, Hey, you guys are out work and we're not, I haven't heard of any of that yet. Uh, and there, but there are some people that would say, Hey, I'm glad I don't have to be out working. You know, I feel sorry for you guys. You got to go in people's homes. So I think that you kind of catch both sides of it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I think one of the things that has become so abundantly clear in this whole, uh, shutdown or shelter in place is you cannot actually may have everyone shut down because you need to have the vascular system of our nation working. You need to have food delivered. You need to have plumbing that's going on. You need to have heating and cooling and electricity. So right. we can't have a system where everybody just stops working. It, it we, Literally, we would die. Right. Right. No, I agree with that. And, and we get into situations, like you said, as it gets warmer out and temperatures change, you're going to have people that – especially elderly people. And I think that's where, you know, hopefully we'll see some of this pass before it gets really hot and they'll have this under control. It's those are the people you're going to worry about more going into their houses. You know, and I, I don't think it's that you feel like you're sick or there's something wrong with you. Um, it's, it's just, I think more of the unknown that's been put out there to people, even though right now the percentage of people that has it is very small. They've created through everything and the awareness, you'd almost think uh, every other person you saw had it, right? So you've got to go into caution. And and the, when I say this with people that are a little older that are more susceptible, when their cooling goes out, many of them, if you have somebody that's on a, a breathing machine, you have to go to their house. They can't be without cooling because that's as detrimental to their life as, as if they got the virus. I mean, if they don't have cooling and their house gets too hot, that that could have a um, you know horrible effect. So you've got to be there to take care of those those people. So I see more of it coming down the line from a service side, maybe in a month or so, if this is still um, going on like it is. I mean, hopefully it won't be. But how did you and your family personally prepare for when when you started realizing, hey, this is looking like it's gonna it's gonna cause some wrinkles? What, what did you guys do? You know, I I probably shouldn't admit this because my wife's at home all the time because she's a personal trainer. So um, many of her clients are older and she goes to their homes. So she's, she's getting a, you know, feeling a little boxed in after being here for two or three weeks uh, and not going anywhere. And she's literally stayed at home. I think she ordered her food from the supermarket and went and picked it up and they put it in their car. So she hasn't done much um, on her side for me. It really hasn't changed because I go in the office a lot. And many of the places that I personally had to go, there may not be anybody there. If I go to a job site, uh, there if nobody's on that job site, I haven't seen a lot of that. So for me, it really hasn't changed much on what I've had to do. But my daily life didn't always wasn't always uh, meeting with a lot of people. Uh, the biggest difference that I've seen personally from a work standpoint is just this morning I had a meeting and we we're doing like we are now. We we're sitting on a computer and looking at each other. Uh, the other odd thing is I had a doctor's appointment in um, 
that same thing. I didn't go in. I talked to him, you know, I was staring at him uh, through the computer. That's probably the biggest change that I've seen personally is a lot of the meetings now are online. And, and, and so how comfortable are you with that? Is that something you like? Is this, is this experience awkward for you or how does it feel? I don't mind doing it. I, my wife always tells me I, I, I probably shouldn't talk as much as I do. So I the talking side of being here is easy. I do like the, I guess maybe it's my age, but I like the personal contact. I like being able to sit across from somebody and talk to them. I think it's, it's just so much different. I didn't grow up in the age when I was a kid where I was texting everybody and there was Facebook and Twitter and all these things out there that you, your, your way of communicating was always through a phone or a computer. Mine was always communicating through, if you were on the phone, you were actually talking to somebody and you would meet them in person. So it, it works out, but yeah, I'd much rather meet somebody in person. Cause I think, yeah. To me, you get to know people better. And, I, th- I think that like uh, this next generation of kids, the ones that are growing up right now, they will not even remember how I, I think that the amount that they will meet with people on video will go up so dramatically as a result of this that there right. won't be a memory of when this was rare. Like it used to be a big <laughs> burden for right. me. It used to be if somebody wanted to video chat, I was like, oh, why? Then I can't keep working on whatever I'm working on while I'm talking to you on the phone. And now, because we're kind of sequestered in our house, it's it feels incredibly gratifying to be able to see your face and to be able right. to like watch how you're reacting, see a smile, you know, right. that kind of stuff. But our our children will have no concept that of how unusual this was for us. Right. And, yeah, I thought it was kind of odd. You're talking about, you know, everybody's talking about social distancing. And I just thought, well, most of the kids today, and then you kind of saw the spring break thing, but like most of the kids today are so socially distanced already, you know, because I read by my own son, he, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I should, shouldn't say it this way, right? He's upstairs and I'm downstairs. It's, you get lazy. I'll, I'll just text them to come down for dinner. I right? say, so, you know, the old days you ran up and knocked on their door and got them to come out of their room. So it seems like they're already there. So I, I yeah. mean, I definitely think that I think that that for if if this had happened when we were kids, because we're about the same age, if this right. had happened when we were kids, we would have gone crazy because I'd have had 10 <laughs> channels on TV. And I'd have had right. one phone line that I would have had to have shared with six brothers and sisters and parents. <laughs> And now these kids, they already have social communities built up. They have networks built up completely online. So maybe they're not seeing their girlfriend, you know, after the basketball game, but they're definitely able to interact and communicate probably with a higher bandwidth than you and I can. I would say, yeah. Yeah, this is – you kind of mentioned when I came on, it came up pretty quick. I don't use this stuff every day, even though I have used it. So when I click on something, I just hope it works. You know, <laughs> if I've got a question, I, I you know, I'm going to ask my son how to use it. And you're, you're right. This, this is going to have an impact on how people communicate through meetings for a long time. Uh, I think everything at a point, if you don't see anything like this for a long time, people tend to get over it. But that may be, might be one of those things there that doesn't change because it was already growing. And now you put it in a position where it's all people have is communication through. I mean, I'm sure uh, Skype and a lot of these companies are really loving this now because everybody's having to do it. You don't have a choice. If you want to talk to your grandma 
you better hope she can figure this out because you're probably not going to your house because you just you want to take that and be precautious that that, that, that you're not going to get her sick you don't know if you are and you hope you're not and there's no more putting it off you can't be like well i'll figure that system out later oh like <laughs> now it's like i i have to figure it out so right. um I, I two more questions uh that yep. i wanted to ask first is so talk through maintenance for somebody. I mean, th- it actually could be a genuine problem that uh, there aren't enough people uh, willing to let HVAC people come into their houses. So talk us through some general maintenance. What should people be looking for on their heating and air conditioning? When do they know it's a problem they can solve versus a problem they should call you about right. or a guy like you? Yeah, I, I would say – and they definitely want to call us, right? <laughs> I did. I, you're my guy. You're my guy. I would call you for anything. We got we got good people. They're nice nice guys. That's one thing. You got to have a good team first. A few things people want to look at and probably the most common is things just get dirty. So if you've gone – especially if you have a minimal like a one-inch filter, if you have a four- or five-inch filter, a media filter, that's going to easily last you six months or typically going to last you six months, maybe longer. Look at those dates the last time you had something done. If you don't feel you want anybody in your in your house to do any of these things, uh, then check those filters. If they're really dirty, then, you know, the worst-case scenario is if you don't want to go out and get one, call because most of us have delivery guys. We'll drop it off on your front porch. But, you know, that way you can put your filter in. There's a directional arrow. Uh, the other thing, you have interior equipment because it's geothermal. So you don't have condenser coils to clean, but a lot of people do. So if you have condenser coils to clean, you may want to go out and just look at them. Are they really dirty? What does a dirty de- condenser coil look like? Probably the most common you'll see is when you get like cottonwood and all that on it. And um, you'll you'll see a nice layer of gray dirt over the fins. So when the fins get where you can't see separation anymore, even though it's small, then you're probably getting pretty dirty. You may want to clean it out and you can take a hose and and wash that out. The best thing to do is call and say, Hey, I don't want to have anybody in my house. Here's a picture of my filter. Here's a picture of my coil. You know, does this look overly dirty? Should I do something? And then we could probably walk you through doing it. If, you know, if it's somebody that's older, you know, and you see the condenser coils dirty. The other thing you can do is say, hey, I want to have my stuff maintenanced, but I don't want anybody in the house. Okay, well, what's your filter? Like, we'll drop you the filter. You can put it in. Then we'll go ahead and clean everything outside, and we can go ahead and start the unit up outside, jumper it, make sure it runs, and then you'll be good to go. You don't even have to, you know, touch us. You don't Amazing. Amazing, you don't, man. So. You, you could do some of that in the summer. You're in a different uh, case, but you don't get dirty condenser coils inside. You don't have a condenser coil, so it's all buried. So if somebody has geothermal, the big thing is just going to be checking their filters. Um, that, yeah, that's I checked be- mine, and you even emailed me to check it so or text <laughs> me. So, um, I, I uh, Man, by the way, I love my geothermal system, right? Like, And I, I was hooked on it because my brother does the drilling for him. But uh, I if when, when all this storm passes, if people have – uh, the time to do it. I highly recommend it. My house was more comfortable during this winter than it's ever been before. And I'm looking forward to summertime. time. Great. Yeah. And I usually don't hear that unless uh, we're in a situation like this, you only hear about the problems. So usually if I don't hear from somebody, it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the opposite. And so the final question that I have for you, and I've been asking everybody, this is what do you think the world looks like in two weeks? Today is April 2nd. It's Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. What does the world look like in two weeks from today? That is a really good question. 
when I stand back and look at what we do, because that's the easiest perspective, something you do yourself. I think that we're in our industry, we're still going to have work out there. It's not going to be as much because you're still going to have problems. Um, if the numbers of the virus are going to go up, that's just a fact. They, the more you can test, the more you're going to find people that have it. I don't think there's any way around that. It's just people staying calm and within themselves and not letting the media, um, you know, I would rather see them put a positive spin on things because I think in the world, if you can keep people positive and in the right direction, things get better faster. I, th I think that I get it. It's a virus. You can't say that, but people that tend to think more positively and have positive focus also don't get sick as much. So if you can stay more positive, keep the stress off, typically you're, at least from what I've heard or read, your immune system stays stronger. Your chances of getting really sick or having problems are a lot less. So, you know, if they can keep people positive, I think, you know, then things will start to turn around. If they keep pushing it and keep telling you how many people are going to die and I, and they keep pushing a lot of negative things out there, you know, I, I, it, it concerns me because there's just so many people out of work right now and, and get it. The government's giving you some money out there to help people, but that also creates other problems six months down the line. And, and that's, my, that's my, my biggest concern right now is making sure that, and, and I think of everybody out there, but making sure that the guys that I have in our family at our company can keep working to pay their bills, to put food on their table um, and that's really important. So that's a stressful side to me. If we can get through the next two weeks with a pretty positive outlook, I think things will turn around and they'll come out just fine. I think if it stays really negative and they start to push this back further than the end of April, I'm really worried that the economy is really going to fall apart because you can only get so much money from the government. And you know that coming from you, people wouldn't know this, but your your company has guys like the guy that showed up at my house has been working for you guys for 20 years. And right. uh, I talked with all your workers when they came in. I was kind of a pain in their ass, I think, because I'd stop by to just chat with them. But they, they were guys that were positive and they were thinking about how to solve problems. And frankly, it doesn't matter what happens at this point now. The only way things go forward is if men and women get up and do work and they solve problems. And right. so I just from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you for for keeping your guys going for doing the work that, that needs to be done because it is important. So if people wanted to get a hold of you because uh, they have HVAC issues, or uh, how do they get a hold of you? Well, I, I would say the first thing I would have somebody do is call our office, and that is 314-436-2600 in Missouri. And over in Illinois, it's, we have multiple numbers in Illinois, but the main number is 618 two three four four three four three that's the first way to do it um there is your website you have a website right we ha we have our website um you can go to the website there's also a service email sometimes it's somebody needs service uh service at sigma i believe it's service at sigmanhvacr.com uh i always have to look that up because i just click the s on my I'll uh, I'll post a link of it in the show notes, and I and I will personally say that I would have you guys over to my house and trust you to do anything. You guys really helped us out with our system, and uh, when when I was looking for a guy that's uh, 
working on houses, going into people's houses. You were the first guy I thought of. So, well, I, I appreciate that. And so are guys, it's important to us that we have a good team. And so if the end result, if you have a good team, the, the end result's going to be good. And that's, that's what's important. And you want people happy, but you want to solve problems and you want to make sure that you can get them back online. And that's why I tell people now, don't, you know, if anything, call and ask a question. If you have a problem, at least call and ask the question, even if you're concerned about people coming to your house, because then maybe we can figure something out without, not that we don't want to be there because that's our livelihood. We do, but we can figure something out and help you get through it until a point where somebody can get there or you feel more comfortable with somebody getting in your house and, and being there. So Amen, maybe you'll come up with a test here that we can, you know, be nice to have a test Vance that we could give to our guys to test for, whether now or any time in the future, hey, we've all been tested on Monday. Nobody has the virus. We just want to confirm that too. Because then clientele would feel that would be nice. So yeah, if they that come would out be. Something like that, I think you're also going to see a change in two weeks. If we have testing that can get us answers really quickly and it's a concern for people, I think we can then get rid of those concerns and then things will go much smoother. Amen. All right, Joel, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and uh, keep up. Keep up the good work, yeah. man. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. See ya. Have a good one.